This lecture is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Deacon Danny Cahoot. We have embarked on a very, very, very long journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. I've tried to take it verse by verse by verse and uh, dig real deep into it. I've learned from my pastor, if there's a verse in the Bible that you really quite don't understand, that you just dig, search, and dig deep and try to, try to figure it out. It's in here. It's all in here. It's, everything is in here. There are secrets. There are things that can help us make it through this life. And uh, I'm going to review just a little bit of it this morning because it's important as we wind up this book that... This life, I've called it, it's like a minefield. Every step, you just don't know what's going to happen. But the walk through the minefield of this life, the very, very extreme best way to do it is to follow somebody. Let them step on the mines. And you say, oh, I ain't going there. So that's what I've titled the lesson here, the follow-up, the final lesson of it is walking through the minefield that we're all going to walk through it, but make, let's follow somebody that, that, that's plowed the way ahead of us, that's cleared the road, that's, and we're going to follow right behind them, and we're going to make sure, hey, let them blow up. And every single person, and the only thing that any of us at all in this world can agree on, 100%, every one of us, is that one day we're going to die. There's nobody that can disagree with that. But as we walk through our minefield of life, I'm going to review something I covered a, a while back. Everybody thinks differently. Everybody's facts are different. Every, and, and if you've got facts to, that are facts to you, I mean 100% facts to you, I cannot convince you otherwise, even though I might have different facts. And here's what I mean by that, and then I'll get right on with the lesson. Y'all see what? Number six? Is that what you see? What I see is a nine. I can't convince you that you don't see a six, and you can't convince me that I don't see a nine. We just see things different. My facts are different than yours, and I'm not going to argue with you and try to convince you that you're not seeing a six, but I'm seeing a nine. And, and that's, that's important in life as we go through this life. So many people see things different, and, and, and you see things that are that are. Not right in your eyes, but their eyes, they're right. Everybody lives by what they think is right. That's how we live, every one of us. So we're going to be in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. And uh, I'm going to try to finish the, uh, the, whole time, the whole book up today. Okay, let me go to let me go to Ecclesiastes chapter one first because Solomon finishes this entire book the way he starts it. So Ecclesiastes chapter one, if I can get through my Bible here. There we go. Ecclesiastes one verse two. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, and that's Solomon. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Every bit of it, from birth to the grave. And now we're going to jump to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, because that's pretty much how he finishes the entire book. 
And vanity, what he's talking about as he explains it is to be born, you, know, you grow up, you work, you toil, you have some happiness, you have some joy, you argue, you carry on, then you build up all this stuff and everything is just, you, you spend your whole life doing all this and you die and you leave it all. So everything in life is actually vanity because this 60, 70, 80, maybe 90 years of life we have, we're died, we're buried, we're nothing but a name chiseled on a tombstone, and all of it really meant nothing. If I haven't argued with you, beef with you, if I don't get that right, you know, and on 50 years from now, who's going to care? Who, what does it really matter? The bit outside of redemption and salvation and knowing that God's going to bring everything into judgment, good or bad, the best thing we do is, try, is, is, is to, to just get along, just do the best we can, enjoy life to its fullest, eat, drink, work, and enjoy and, get, and, and have a peaceful life and enjoy everything that you can because it's gone, just like that. And so we're in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I covered a little bit of this, but not the depth that I did. I covered this last time, but not quite as deep as I'm going to get today. Because I've read it probably in the last eight months, 20 times. And uh, Friday night, I got something different out of it. It's, it's, it's just amazes me. Okay, remember now, this is... Ecclesiastes 12.1, remember now, thy creator in the days of your youth, while the evil days come not. Because see, our youth is total vanity. It's gone. We'll never go back to get young. We'll never, all our youth and our growing and our childhood and everything, it's all gone. Just like when we go to the grave, everything, our youth is gone. So he's telling the younger generation, hey, Get, get, a, get a hold of your creator right now. Remember it now while you're young because life is going to be gone and you're going to be old. This whole book right here, this whole chapter right here is about after we've lived our life, when we come down to the end of it, if that, what, what, what has it all been about? All right, I'm, I'm going I'm to skip back to Genesis here in a minute as we move on, but can you imagine what would have happened? I mean, I know it's, it's just hypothetically. If Adam, when she brought him that fruit, he said, no, I'm not eating that. God said, no, and I'm not doing it. Because see, when God came down from, from heaven after they ate the fruit, he didn't call for Eve. See, he commanded Adam to not eat of that fruit. He didn't command, Adam was the leader of his home, told Eve, we don't eat of it. But God commanded Adam, he says, Adam, what is this you've done? Didn't I not command you to not eat of the fruit? Of course, he blames it on the woman, but can you imagine just for a second, what if Adam had said, no, I'm not doing that. God said, no, I'm going to go by what God said, no. We don't know what would have happened, who would have eventually sinned, or what, what would have happened. That's a hypothetical and I dwelt on that, but let's go to Genesis real quick, chapter 3, because this is all about the last chapter of Ecclesiastes, actually. And uh, Genesis chapter 3, real quick here. Let's see, that's a page there, okay. 
Verse 17. Okay. And unto Adam he said, this is God talking to Adam. After I'm not going to get into the whole story of, Adam, of Adam, the fall. But unto Adam he said, because you have, thou hast hearkened unto the voice of your wife and has eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat. Cursed is the ground, for thy sake and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Verse 19. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat the bread till thou turn, returned unto the ground, for out of it thou was taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. Okay. There's the declaration that, that we're all going to be dust one day in our bodies and our spirit's going to be given back to God. And that's what the lesson was the last time I taught. When your dust settles, when your dust settles, when they put you in the ground, when they bury you and put your name on a tombstone, a hundred years from now, nobody will know. They'll walk through the cemetery and step over you. You're nothing but a name on a tombstone. But your continuation in the spirit, you're going to be somewhere. So in this life, what's it all about? Okay, verse chapter 12. Let's go back to verse 1. Remember now the Creator in the days of youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure with them. He's talking about growing old. Nobody enjoys being old. We hurt. We can't, we don't, we're not as sharp. We can't go where we want to go. We, we, th things are different. And, and, we, and he's not saying you, you just give up on life, but he's saying, you know, you, you get so old that the, that the years become unpleasurable. Your kids are running amok. This is going on. That's going on. You see all this stuff that you know, hey, if you do that, you, that's not going to work. If you do this, you, hey, you're heading for a, a, a bridge that's going to fall into the ocean. You, you're doing and you just see all this stuff and you have no pleasure because you see all these young people just running crazy. While the sun or the light, verse 2, verse two of chapter 12, and the moon and the stars be darkened and the clouds return not, return not, nor the clouds return after rain. In the days when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves He's talking, all of this is about heading to the grave. And I'll get into the Old Testament here in a second. Because when you're 30 and you're 40 and even 50, you're strong, you can work. But I've seen my daddy when he got older. I'm telling you, he was a master mechanic at everything he ever touched. But when he got up close to 70 years old, that cane came out and he was old. He knew how to, but he couldn't. He, would, he, he bowed himself as he walked. And you know what? When you're walking through this minefield of life, you look at some old people. You look at them and say, that's me in 10 years. That's me in 20 years. That's me tomorrow. And, and you're walking through and you see, oh God, what have I done with my life? It's going, going, and then gone. The strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders shall cease because they are few in the house and those that look out of the windows be darkened. You don't even want to get up and go out in the window anymore and look. 
And the door shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and the daughters of the music shall be brought low. You know, that verse right there, I did not understand it. I don't know how many of y'all do right off the bat. I'm going to dig deep for this one because I, I have to know. What is he talking about? I know he's talking about death. I know he's talking about growing old. So let's, let's, let's back up some. Let's read this thing real close. And the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low. He shall rise up. This is all of us. We're going to rise up. The voice of the birds and all the daughters of the music shall be brought low. You're not, your ears grow dim. You're, 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 you get faint. Let's go to 2 Samuel. The context of what we're talking about here, David had his army and they were in a battle. And there was a man called Barzelli. We're going to read this real quick and then skip to another verse. But 2 Samuel chapter, 19, uh, chapter 17, verse 27. 2 Samuel 17, 27. And it came to pass when David was come to Mahanam that Shobi the son of Nahash, Rabah, and the children of Ammon, and the Merkah, and the sons of Miller, Lo, and here's the name right here, I want to, we're going to focus on here in a minute, and Barzilla, the Gideonite of Roglam, he was a rich man. He was very wealthy. This is what he did. He brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese and kind for David and for all the people that were with him to eat. For they said, said that the people was hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. What he did, he came to the battlefield. He won't, he won't end the battle, but he had a means to help, to, to, to sustain, and he sustained that entire army for David. Let's go over to 19, chapter, 2 Samuel nineteen thirty-four, And this is where we're going to get to the bird singing, the, the daughter singing low. This is pretty cool, actually. In verse 19, I mean chapter 19, verse 31. Here was the battles over, they're back in the land, and here's David. He's looking at him. He said, hey, I remember you. You, 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 you. you helped us win. You brought us food. You brought, we were hungry and you fed us. We were clothed, naked and you clothed us. I, I needed a bed and you gave me a bed. And see, all this ties into the New Testament too. He said, so, and so he did what Jesus commands us to do. And now here's Barzelli. Barzilla, the Gideonite, chapter verse 31. And Barzilla the Gideonite came down from Roglam and went over to Jordan with the king to, con to conduct him over to Jordan. Now, Barzilla was a very aged man, four score years old. He was 80 at this point. 20, 40, 60, 80, four score. He's 80 years old. And he provided the king of sustenance while he laid in Manhattan, for he was a very great man. He's remembering. He, he's the one that... He couldn't go to battle. He was aged, but he made sure that they were fed. And the king, David, said to Barzillai, come over with me and I will feed thee with me in Jerusalem. He said, come on, you can live in the palace. You can come on with me. And here's, here's where we're going to skip back to Ecclesiastes in a second. And Barzella said unto the king, how long do I really have to live? 
that I should go with the king unto Jerusalem. I am this day four score years old. I'm 80 years old. I can discern between good and evil, but can my servant even taste? Can I eat or what can I drink? I can hardly move. I can't even... Can I, can I hear any more the voice of the singing and the, men, the singing of men and the singing of women? Wherefore should I, should thy servant be yet a burden to my Lord the King? He said, I'm so old, I'm going to come there and be nothing but a burden. I can't even hear the music of the daughter singing. I can't hear the, and see, this is Solomon, this is, this is right in Ecclesiastes talking about going old. He said, I'm 80 years old. I can't even hardly eat and drink anymore. And he's, he's, he, he does not want to go and burden himself with David in this, while he's trying to run the kingdom. But anyway, I, I didn't understand what, what Solomon was talking about. We're going to skip back to That might not make sense to y'all, but it makes sense to me how he's talking to us. Someday we're going to age and the music is going to be faint. We're not going to be able to hear it. Our eyes are going to grow dim. We're not going to be able to see as well. We're... Things are going to change in life, and we're going to be so old, and we're going to think in our own hearts that we're a burden to somebody. And that, that's, that's how we are. That's how we're geared. And, and I, know, I know my dad, when he, I, I mentioned him all the time because it still hurts me. He always said, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to do nothing. You, you're doing all this stuff for me. You're working on my truck. You're working on my yard. You're cutting my grass. You're doing all this. He said, I feel like I'm nothing but a trouble for you. And he always pounded me about him, me, him being a burden for me. And I would always, every time he said, I would say, let me tell you something, Dad. There's coming a day I'm going to wish I could do it one more time. I wish I could do it just one more. I wish I could take you to the VA. I wish I could, I wish I could, I, wish, I just wish. And we would cry together. I said, Dad, I said, I, this is no trouble for me. Uh, and in any way, this is this is all this is all of us, every one of us. We're heading to a grave, folks. It's it's our spiritual condition that's the most important. None of this stuff. I mean, sure, we want to we want we want to fish. We want to have fun. We want to laugh. We want to joke. We want to eat good food. We want and we but we need to get along and worry about who we're bringing with us when we do go. People don't need to see us as Christians. Nodding up at each other. And we need to win somebody. Just, just invite somebody. Just handshake somebody. Just, just, just the joy of our salvation should flow out to somebody so they could see. Okay, verse uh, 5. And also when they shall be afraid of that which is high, fear shall be in the way, and the almond shall, tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden... It's talking about life in itself just coming down on the man when he's old. And desire shall fail. You know, the older I get, that's how I am. I don't want to go nowhere. I'm fine at home. My, I don't, 90% of my goals and dreams that I had when I was 20 are nothing but a bunch of scribbled lines on a piece of paper. That's all they are. It'll never happen. I'm starting to get rid of stuff at the house because I know... That project, that project, that project, that project, it's never going to get done. I'm running out of time, folks. And in and, our and life, I need to refocus on, hey, I'm getting rid of this, getting rid of that. This is just me. But all of us have some things. Hey, well, let's enjoy life to its fullest. But when we get up here in age, 
you know, I'm, I'm not old, but I'm getting, I'm 64. Six, what am I, 63? Tell me, 65. That's my best friend in life. Yes. Tell you something, there's two people in this world that I'll die for, and I mean it. My wife, and I'll die for that man. Talk about walking through a minefield. He, I've walked and followed him. I played the guitar because of him. I met my wife because of him. There's so much testimony in my life only because he made the right decisions. And I've made so many wrong. And uh, I'll die for that man. Not many people I will, but him I will. We will go down together. I'm telling you. All right. And desire shall fail because man goeth to his long term. I can't see now. Because he's going to his long home. You know what that is? That's the spirit when it leaves the body. That the desire fails. Our desire is going down, down, down. We feel like less and less and less. When you're 90, you don't feel like chasing your wife up and down the beach and running around a barn. You just don't. And uh, so desires change and goals change. But because you know, when somebody gets up to 80, 85, 90 years old, they know the next day could be it. You want to do that a long time home. And I mean long, long time. And, and I, I'll tell you what, you know how we just live here 100 years. He'll talk about this on his Wednesday night service, the millennium. We'll soon get to that. That's a thousand years, folks, that we're going to be reigning here on this earth. They didn't come to, you watch all these people that were satisfied coming to church on Easter and all, let them slop the hogs. They're saved, but let them slop the hogs. You just watch them. I say, I, anyway, I'm not talking about millennium, but that's a long time, a thousand years. And then if Satan's going to be loosed for a season, that could be, man, we're going to be here a while. Verse, let's finish this. Long time home, and the mourners shall go about in the streets. The silver cord be loosed and the golden bowl be broken or the pitcher be broken from the fountain or the wheel broken at the cistern. Here we go. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. Just going back to the Genesis. This is a commandment. Verse 7 of chapter 12. And the spirit shall return to God who gave it. Now, if we're redeemed, if we're saved, I'm going to tell you something. We'll we'll face a judgment someday, but we're safe. We're home. I tell you what, home is home. I mean, it's never going to change. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the feeling when you're finally there and you know, hey, I made it. I I made it. I I can't imagine that feeling that somebody, when they pass from this death and go to that life, to say, I'm home, man, forever. That's a glorious feeling to, 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 that we have yet to experience. And here we go. Verse 8. He finishes like he started. Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher. All is vanity. You spent your life and you work and you toil and you go and you go and building for all this stuff when you're 90 years old and you die and return to dust and it's gone somebody else to enjoy 
Enjoy what you got now. Enjoy what you got. I'm not saying don't build stuff and don't have go and don't do nothing. Enjoy your life to the fullest. Enjoy it all. Don't worry about any other others of who's gonna get what. Just enjoy what you've got right now because somebody else will when you're gone. And moreover, because the preacher was wise. Let me get back to my notes here. This is pretty cool here. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave out, gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Let's go to uh, First Kings chapter 4 real quick. Talking about the proverbs that this man is, this is I'm just fascinated with his wisdom. I'll never get it all. But I like to study the man because I'm walking through the minefield behind somebody that's already been there. Verse chapter four of first Kings, chapter thirty-two. Check this out. He this is Solomon. He spoke three thousand proverbs. His songs were a thousand and five, wrote a thousand and five songs. He spake of the trees and the seed of Lebanon, even out of the hyssop and the spring out of the wall. He spoke of beasts, of fowl, of creeping things, of fishes. And there came people, all pe- there came of all people to hear his wisdom of Solomon from all the kings of the earth which has heard his wisdom. This man was so smart and so wise, he covered a little bit of the beast, the birds. And he spoke proverbs on everything. He understood life. He was so wealthy. He had enough wealth to try everything. What worked and what didn't work. And he left it here in his book for us. He know, he, he's walked through the minefield for every human being that will read his book. And all we got to do is just little things. Like, there's no going to be no beef if I don't argue with you. If I just, okay, you see the six? I see the nine, that's fine. Good. Happy New Year, brother. And just because somebody sees a six and you see a nine, I mean, churches split over that. And, and, it's, and it means nothing. They'll go to their grave in a tiff. Okay, the words of the wise, verse 11, are as goads. Now I had a picture, I went I just spent four dollars on a picture at, Wal- at Walgreens and went by and picked it up and they cut it off half the picture. I had a picture of a goat. A goat is a long stick with a metal hook or a stone hook on the end where they where the people were driving a cattle or riding in a cart would get if it started to run this way or that, they would prod them and poke them to make them go in the right direction. Sheep herders would use the goat to to, to guide. It, it's a guide. Okay, the words of the wise are as goads, and that means they, 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 they prod you, they prick you, they're sharp, and it's, but it might be hard, but, but it's the right way. And, then, and the words of the wise are as nails fastened by masters of assemblies. That means somebody that knows what you're talking about. You don't go to a brain surgeon if you want a heart surgery. You don't go to a leg doctor if you need... Uh, something, I mean, you go to the right, you go to the right, get the right counsel from the right people for what you're going through. If you want to do something, let me see. All right, if, you, if, 
If you want to travel on a safari to Africa, look for somebody who's been on a safari to Africa and say, tell me what you did. It's simple. You don't just bust out in Africa and just start going, I want to find a safari. No, it's, it's wise counsel from somebody. To, and this is what's so important about the, the preacher. He digs and he gets his message from the holy God of God's what God lays on his heart to bring to these people, us people here. And people come from all over to get that. And, and, and we get that instruction. He's just a shepherd. But the message is from a holy God who says, there's one person in there coming today that needs this. This is what I want you to preach for that one. Now, we don't know who the one is. It could, it's me every week. I feel like I'm getting a, a spanking every week God it preaches. But God speaks to this man's heart and he delivers it. And, and somebody needs it. All right, verse... All right, let's finish that. The words of the wise are as goes, his nails fastened by the master of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. You see that? One shepherd. God doesn't call 20 pastors for one church. That's the shepherd of this church. And... and we need to pray and uplift and all say, oh God, give him something this week that I need. I'm going to go in that church this morning expecting, not complaining. I want something from a... When you, because if we went earlier uh, in this about the Holy Spirit, we don't know which way he's going. It's like the wind blowing. We don't know when he's coming by. But if you've got an open heart and you're ready, when he does come, you, you, you're, 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 you're ready. You, can, you got it. He'll, you can feel it. You're, you can. You, when, here's, we, we don't know. It might not be. It might be tomorrow. It might be. But when you, if your heart's right and your mind's right and you're and, you, and you're ready to, and you're expecting something. When the Holy Spirit does come by like a breeze, it'll fill you. You can feel it. He's there. Verse twelve. And further by these, my son, be admonished of making. Many books there is no end. Much study is a weariness of the flesh. Now this is for, hey, if you really want to study, if you really want to work, if you really want to dig and find out truths in this Bible and spend hours and hours and hours digging, it'll wear you out. Sometimes on Sundays when he preaches and pours it all out, he's, he's wore out. It, it, it's, it, it's not just standing up here preaching. When he preaches for 30 minutes, there's been hours and hours and hours and weeks behind the preparation for it. And Okay. Verse 13. Let me see. Let me, and then I'll double back on something. We'll finish up here in just a second. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The entire matter. From the, the conclusion of the birth to the grave, all of it. Fear God. Keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. That's our whole duty. Fear God. And there comes a, there comes a lot. I don't, I don't have time to go back and develop with the fear of God, but there's a whole lot to the fear of God. It's not being scared of him. It's being thankful that he let us wake up another day and say, hey, you've got control of everything that's going on today. 
For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Every one of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So as we conclude, I'm going to double back to two things. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and this is what it's all been about. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. And I'll finish up with this here. This will conclude pretty much everything. i got one more thing to put in here. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Everything. There's a time and there's a purpose. To be born, a time to die a time to plant and a time to, to pluck up that which has been planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together and a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit, what is the real profit? Hath he that worketh that in that wherein he laboreth? What is the real profit? I went through all those because in the past we went through every single one of them and developed in depth. But what is the profit of all of our labor? And I'll, I'll finish up in just a second. You're born. You have a little childhood and a few games, a few football games. Next thing you know, you're 12. Next thing you know, you're 18. You're graduating. Oh, I can buy liquor. Oh, I can do all this stuff. And then you go through a lot of trouble stages and then you get past that. You get married and you go and you work and you build your house and you got the... A, a little bank account, a little money and a coffee can hid out somewhere and an old truck that runs and, and you got all this and you're, you're just living, you're living, you're living, you're living. Next thing you know, you're 80 years old and you're dying, you leave it all. So what is the real profit of that? What is, for somebody to go through and they're seeing a six, which is, which is not salvation, and you try to win them and you, you know it's a nine, but they said... No, they're, they're hung on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it this way. And they die and they leave it all. Leave it all. It don't matter how rich you are, how poor you are. It don't matter what your status is or where you. Are. We're gonna die and we're gonna leave every bit of it behind and we're gonna be nothing but a name chiseled in stone on a tombstone, forever. There, our bodies until the resurrection. But what I mean by forever is, is. Once it's gone, we can't come back and they can't come here. We can't, there's no more work. There's no more, there's nothing, nothing that we can add to it and nothing that can be taken away from it. When a tree falls where it falls, that's where it's going to be. And, uh, but two, two things and I'll finish real. But verse 11 of chapter three, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. We, be, we, we, we may be going through something and, and, we'll never, and we die, we never see the end of it, but it's going to be beautiful. 
It don't matter what it is. He has made everything beautiful. We might not see the beginning of it. We may be tied in on the end of it. But it doesn't matter what it is. It says God has made everything beautiful. We have trouble and trials and trouble and trials, and we leave them and we die and we're gone. They'll keep going, but eventually it's going to be beautiful according to Scripture. But it's His time. We might want things today, but, he's, but it's His time when He gives it. Okay, verse, let's finish that. So that no man can find out the work of God that maketh it from the beginning to the end. It's just not going to happen. And uh, I was going to read something else, but I'm just about finished the book that I'm writing on this. And it's called Under the Sun. I've got nine chapters or 12 written, but I'm not. But just remember this right here. As we close out Ecclesiastes and the next time I teach, I won't be starting on the mountains through the Bible. Every single mountain that God, God did something on a mountain. And uh, a whole lot of them are tied into their feast days and different things. And it's really, really cool study. But under the sun, while we're alive, while we're still breathing, we have hope. But everything we touch, everything we see, Everything we taste, everything we feel, all that we love, all that we hate, all that we distrust, all that we give, all that we buy, all that we borrow, all that we create, all that we destroy, all that we do, all that we say, all that we eat, everybody we meet, all that, we, that, is, that is to come will one day be nothing but a name chiseled in a stone in a graveyard. You walk through the graveyard, and I'll finish with this. We're going to wrap up this whole thing. Thousands of tombstones with names on them. We pass by them, and we look at them, and you don't know nothing about them. In 50 years, every one of us will be nothing but a name chiseled on a stone in a tombstone somewhere, and nobody on this earth is going to remember a thing about anything we've ever done. They don't care about it. We're just a name. But... If we're redeemed, we stand before a holy God, we're home forever. And I'm going to finish with that. You listen to Deacon Danny Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.